All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Previously on All Things Unexplained. But I felt something in the back of my head. And I felt something being pulled out. And then I looked up and I saw in replacement, which, by the way, that was my spine. And then they put in this long blue tube that looked like a Tron glowing light, biomechanical, upgraded alien spine. We're speaking with special guest Oracle Oriah Mirza, who is here telling us about all of her myriad experiences. I know I have lots of questions and we have listener questions that we want to get so exciting to listen to you. And like I said, I spent a lot of time watching other videos and just have seen who you have become in the past 10 years in terms of your um, just outtake on life and relationships and helping people and spiritual guidance and what have you. But let's start with listener questions and then we can all kind of dive in from there. So Tim, I think Kelly had another question, correct? Yes, she did. And this is a terrific question. Kelly wants to know, Ariah, and by the way, we're talking to Ariah Mirza, relaying her personal UFO abduction experience. Kelly wants to know, why do aliens like the Greys or the Friends want to communicate with us? What is it about humans or our planet that attracts them well, to us? Well, that is a loaded question. I'm going to do my best to answer from what I know. <laughs> well, the fastest, quickest way to answer that is it is for our evolution. It is for the evolution of our species. Now, what I have come to understand, we are all together here, all of us humans from around the world, representing of species of aliens. That's why we're all so different. That's why we all have different backgrounds, different dialects, the way we eat, speak, and talk, everything. As you can see, there's big, big differences between us. And it's kind of like a mini version of what's happening in the galactic world out there with all the solar systems and the thousands and thousands of, you know, uh, species that are out there. So we're kind of like an experiment that's here on the planet. And then we're all learning as it's like ambassadors. We're all learning to communicate to each other at the same time, learn to co-create, to build and create future worlds together. That's the key. So you see how well we're doing, right? <laughs> Trying to communicate. It's like right. a bunch of <laughs> going, nee, 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 nee. like we're all trying to get our point across to the other person from <laughs> your own room in your house to across the world. You can see the difficulties in that. And it's not because we're, we're dumb, even though we feel that way, but it really is because we are coming from a different, um, our, 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 star seed lineage our background is from different places different planetary systems different solar systems in this particular timeline 
So what we're doing is we're trying to organize ourselves personally and individually and in group to become collectives where like a beehive where we can all communicate and be like, uh, we can create organic growth. We can create something bigger so we can create more. So we're not like devastating and killing our planet. Instead, we do the opposite. So the primary objective of most aliens are to upgrade the planet. There are other aliens that have different agendas. We're all operating from different dimensions anyway. That's a whole nother conversation. So the dimension I'm speaking about, you might've heard these terms, light workers, um, earth angels, people helping others, healers, psychics, mediums, empaths, people who have uh, sensitivities, mm -hmm. people who are humanitarians, you know, visionaries, innovators, people like that are all in a dimension. We're all like the seniors of high school and we're wanting to graduate this class. So we want to help everybody as much as we can before we leave. Because when we leave, we're gone. This is it, you know? So we're going to make the best of it in this timeline. And then there's other people who are, I consider the freshmen in the high school class of life. And they're throwing fits and tantrums and creating all kinds of drama and stories and violence. And they're just, you know, killing the planet, whatever. Like, And that's the stage of de development they're in. And I know that this is a very general outlook for something that's very specific. And I can get more specific. But just to give you an idea of the feeling I get. And this is just a tap in the bucket from like, there's more, there's more to what I'm saying. I'm just giving you kind of a snapshot. Right. Did you feel uh, differently health wise? We talked about kind of how your mental state was after this incident. What about your health? That's a good question. Um, I was, so I'm going to take you back. So I when I was in my early 20s, I was married for seven years. I had three children and I went through a really nasty divorce. During that time, I started working and I started drinking after work just to get through the divorce, to get through the pain. And I was not a drinker prior. So anyway, I'm drinking now, right? And I'm drinking to cut, to numb the pain of this horrible divorce and missing my kids when I'm not with them. And that's how I coped with it. And of course that made my body super toxic. So I had already quit drinking by the time I met my boyfriend but I felt very like I needed to detox big time like I felt like my insides were just just full of heavy metals and just poison from drinking so I had started a detox program to get clean again you know like my body so I was like I went through vegan lifestyle I went through raw food I went through all these different dietary you know ways of eating so I can clean my system out which I did but that's when this happened so I was in the process of already cleaning myself out <laughs> so they just helped I, it helps the process along in the sense that you feel more supported i i feel by the way i just want to let you know i feel every single day not i don't feel alone i am flanked all the time with guides aliens angels whatever you want to call them i am constantly uh, like i don't feel like it's an entourage i feel more it's a like i'm in a room with a lot of people and I'm just doing my thing at my station and they're doing their thing at their station. So I feel very connected to a lot of beings all the time. And if I have any questions or I need to talk to somebody, a guide or an alien or an angel, whatever dimension I'm in will come speak to me and give me answers or give me feedback to what I'm asking. So I'm in constant communication and constant communion with my quote unquote home planet <laughs> or wherever I'm talking to. Very cool. 
So I want to go back to um, that time in your life, if you don't mind. Um, you said, you know, you're getting over this divorce and you've quit drinking and you've met Riz and he is a shaman and this spiritual guide and he's really good at helping people with their breath work and with finding calm and with meditation. He's very big on meditation. So at that time, was he working with you on anything like spirit with transcendental meditation or any kind of like holotropic breath work that could have potentially induced some sort of natural trip in you? Well, my husband, first of all, he doesn't do breath work exercises. I've had I have had those experiences with other practitioners, but he doesn't do that as a part of his practice. He's just a psychic medium and a channel. So he doesn't actually do anything outside of that. That being said, I'm having has lasted uninterrupted for 10 years. And there, it has impacted areas of my life that technically you would think I would not want to interrupt, like my relationship with my kids especially the younger ones. This is not an area that I want to mess around with. So it's not something that like I would come in and out and say, oh, I'm back. You know, like, oh, your mom's back. Like this was not a game for me at all. I, who I was as a person. So I had to explore and go deeper into finding out why I was this person. So I went and did shamanic experiences already having the surgery. I started to go into shamanic experiences in groups individually. So with plant medicine so that I could understand more about what happened to me. And in doing those journeys, I opened all the doors. And I met ambassadors. I've met, I've disappeared myself. I've seen the blue grids. I've experienced everything. I, it's unbelievable amount of things I've experienced through those shamanic experiences. And that came after the journey, uh, the surgery. So it helped me to organize and try to understand more about what happened to me. Yeah. And tell us, um, you mentioned that it was a, I think you mentioned that it was a psychic surgery. Is that what you called it? Yes. So can you explain that to us a little bit? The 3D physical world, you know, as we know it, the material world, there are people who discredit. So there are UFO experts or people who study alien phenomenon. They discredit anything psychic, which is so completely ridiculous in my world because aliens come in and out of material all the time. So uh, what happens when they dematerialize? Do you stop believing in them? So this theory that people have, uh, that they do not hold the same credit or credibility to people who had did not, their physical body didn't disappear in front of someone. Mm-hmm. I find that very unusual that they stop there with their observation and they don't go deeper into extraterrestrial means higher intelligence, which means way beyond our understanding right they're also able to come in and out of portals dimensions like you mentioned and they can dematerialize so if you have that kind of you know proven evidence like millions of people from the beginning of time that that extraterrestrials can do that what makes you think that a psychic surgery cannot exist so this is where i this is one of the main reasons i decided to come forward was because there, I found out in just speaking with the amount of people who have responded to my podcast guest appearances and YouTube show, people have reached out to me to say, 
this has happened to me. Something similar happened to me. I thought I was going crazy. Oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about this. And I believe that there's more people like me who have had stayed in their body and had massive experiences that they don't know what to do with. I just put in the dirty work. Honestly, what made me different than a lot of the experiencers I've seen or heard of is that I rolled up my sleeves and I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. So that's where I just did a tremendous amount of deep searching and digging inside of myself to find out who, where, why, what, and how. That's all I wanted to know. So did you physically feel any different? Like obviously mentally, emotionally, everything in your life yes. had changed. You were, it sounds like when you were first done that you were, everything was heightened. Your sentences were heightened. You were seeing everything for the first time even maybe, but physically, how did you feel different? Oh my gosh. So many ways. Uh, first of all, my posture changed. So I stood straight all the time. I still stand straight all the time. I'll sit at dinner sitting straight and everybody's like, why are you sitting so straight? I have to I learn that surgery, to like, <laughs> so that's one thing is I'm all, my posture is always really straight. The other thing is, um, I have more, more of a sense of humor now than I've ever had before. Cause my humor is different. It's coming from a different place. So I'm much more humorous. Um, I feel better in my body. Uh, I feel I'm reversing the signs of aging as I get older. I just keep learning how to like take better care of myself, rejuvenates you. Um, I, what other physical things that I feel? Um, as far as extrasensory, uh, I would like to talk about that. I do have, I felt I really relate to a lot of the characters in X-Men, especially um, Phoenix. Oh, cool. Phoenix. And I am a big Marvel Comics yep. fan as well. And um, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And I loved all the aliens in Valerian. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of things I could talk about when it comes to movies. But I, I really relate. <laughs> and I really feel that that's where we're headed. That's a whole other topic. But that's where we're headed is that's, you know, it's the superhuman. I mean, it's very technical. It's actually really started. It's underway already. So um, we're in the early stages of it. But, you know... We got big giants like uh, Google and, and Elon Musk and different companies that have already started with the Neuronet. And there's a lot of things that are happening that we're going to become more biomechanical in the future. But that's another topic, another conversation. But what I will say is that my extrasensory abilities that I have now, I had to learn to control them because it got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot of tr trouble. I'll give you some examples. Um, if I want to, I'm very telepathic. Now that also means I'm telepathic to people around the world, which means that they're getting messages while they're sleeping at night and they text me if I know them and they'll say, did you just say my name or did you just give me a message? And sometimes I, I did. I was actually doing that. And sometimes I'm not. It's my other versions of myself communicating. Lots of people dream about me talking to them. There's people who, who once they meet me, they say, what did you do to me? Did you do something to me? Like, I'm different <laughs> because of you. Like, what'd you do? Like, I'm like, I didn't do anything. But they feel uh, something changes in them. Um, they say sometimes it's the look in my eye. Sometimes it's the way I speak. Something is different. And they can't put their finger on it. But what happens is when they leave my presence, I leave this very long lasting mark on them somehow. And then they hear me talking in their head and they sometimes email me and tell me, is that normal? I, I hear you talking to me. Okay. So there's things like that. Um, 
So that I had to figure out because, I mean, first of all, on one side, okay, there's something nice about that. But then on the other side, they could be very intrusive. And I don't want that experience. I don't want people to think I'm barging into their psyche or trying to snoop around in their like private headspace. <laughs> so I've tried to, I've learned how to be polite with my ability. So I do not tune in or read anybody just out of common decency, uh, unless you want to be read. Um, it helps me to navigate better. If I need to know where someone's coming from, I get a full download. I can understand where, where people are, where their heart or intentions are. I could feel, you know, their authenticity. <laughs> I can feel where they're coming from. I mean, that's just a very highly sensitive empath. Talking about things like this, because it's, it's something that I'm shy of because, um, People who really have this ability, it's very overwhelming. So it's not something uh, that you gloat or get excited about. It's actually the opposite. You, I have found myself in situations right. with people I've said too much. I've said too much. I said too much. <laughs> I gave them too much information. I went right. too deep. I said too many things. And I had to learn how to pull back. I also, um, I tend to get very personal with people really fast. So I instantly can feel instant brotherhood, sisterhood connection with people instantly. And they start to feel, sometimes they feel emotions for me, or they'll say, I think we're supposed to be together or something. And you know, all that is, is just, you know, the camaraderie. It's just that very intimate, loving camaraderie when souls come together without any pretense or without the barriers or the defensiveness, and you're just honest and loving, you tend to get that familial feeling. And then you'll start to feel like I'm, supposed to be in your life in some way which is on a very larger scope that is very flattering and i love that and that's beautiful but i'm very careful with that as you can imagine i'm very 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 careful so i spend most of my day-to-day -day life a little bit more isolated i don't i pulled myself off of facebook completely um i'm just on instagram um and twitter just for my book but I'm not like, I'm not social anymore. I've kind of pulled back my one-on-one -on -one sessions with people because it just got too intense for me and just way too much stimulation. And um, I do have more impact and I go out further in a more, um, in a way people can receive it better by this means, which is through, you know, interviews like this or my book that's just the way I prefer it at this point so is this a bad time for me to tell you that I like really like you and want to be your friend and we should hang out <laughs> I love that I mean <laughs> it all the time I do yeah. I love it I love you know the best part of this is I feel connected to everybody already somebody is like I don't want to be connected to you I'm like it's okay. Yes. You don't have to be. Well, uh, like, that's, peace a good out. In, that's a good lesson <laughs> well, in life. It's in all general. good, all God, all love. Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mouse. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you will find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. 
We appreciate you. And now more alien abduction, alien surgery with Oracle Orion. You know, with all of this, it sounds like in the beginning when it was happening to you, you were unsure and you were terrified and scared. You wanted out. You wanted nothing to do with it. Why me? Why choose me? Um, but it seems like it's upgraded your life and you feel much more connected to the world and what possibly lies beyond in the universe. So why you? Why do you think they yes. chose you? You know, I don't have a good answer for that, but here's the feeling I get, okay? Because I don't have the actual answers to a lot of these questions because how can you? There's no final evidence to anything. But I will give you the feeling that I have is somewhere, somehow, I signed up for this, okay? I just don't remember, <laughs> but somewhere on another timeline, I signed up for this. My soul requested this, that's one. Two, on a more metaphysical level i will say and this is a drop in the bucket i know i'm opening a can of worms by saying this so i'm just going to be very fast about it i have gotten downloads and information that the galactic federation is alive and well it does actually exist and there are ambassadors that work for them and the three of you could very easily be ambassadors that are doing your part in upgrading and evolving the planet you don't know so yeah, so it doesn't make me any different or special from anyone else. It just, I'm more um, connected to why I came here. Like in some, more than most people I meet, you know, I'm just very connected to, oh, I'm here to do this. That definitive feeling is what propels me every day. This is an ongoing conversation in my, my daily life, 24 seven. I'm never not talking about my downloads, experiences, how to help people, helping people, moving energy. I'm constantly working with energy, moving things forward. It's a nonstop 24 seven thing in my dreams time, in my day, day to day, it never ends. So they've it, doesn't, it doesn't have to, it's an eternal experience. And they've just, you've, they've continued to communicate with you since it sounds like we're how does that communication how does that come through i mean when you were in that experience in your bed and in this other dimension were they talking to you was there any sort of verbal communication or was it all just sort of a feeling there was just a feeling is it still a feeling something that comes through you it's not are you hearing voices or is it all a feeling right well, it's now turned into, I can hear voices. It was for the longest time, just a feeling. They would show me symbols. I get lots of symbols. I still do get symbols, but not as much anymore. I think I had a rejection towards hearing voices because I had my belief systems about that. And so I really didn't want to hear anything. Right. <laughs> so I just like, can't hear you. So I only just felt like, downloaded feelings i would feel like you know I, the feeling i get is that extraterrestrials aliens advanced humans higher intelligence we are all coming from a very feeling based emotional based experience and we're here to understand our emotions how to work with them how to communicate and convey emotions imagine if all of us really had our emotions under control and imagine if we were all telepathic that's basically how they are 
So they don't think like humans and they don't think like us, uh, but they understand where we're at. And so it's up to us to understand what they're trying to convey if we want to. And there's people who don't want to, and that's fine. I was one of those people, so I get it. But now they communicate more in language. I can actually hear them speaking with tonality. I could hear them. And I've actually channeled them in certain situations, very specific. I've trans channeled them in front of people live. I've had uh, insectoids talk through me. I've had different alien beings. And, you know, my entire goal in life always is to make sure everything is love and light. So I don't do anything if it feels low vibrational or if I feel uncomfortable. There has been in the early days, I had some gnarly visitors come in. I've had some visitors that I had to get help from Riz to help remove them from me in when I didn't know what I was doing and they would talk through me. There were a lower vibrational entities that were strong Scary. and took over my body. So once I had a few of those joy rides and I really <laughs> got to see what that feels like, <laughs> I had a more strict policy of whoever enters into my, my field or my realm. So I'm very careful and um, selective of what type of vibrations I'm working with and who speaks through me and when. But I don't make it a point to do trans channeling or to channel them. I find it distracting. I have, uh, some people have their, had their lives changed because of it and other people, it blew their, their psyche. They were very disturbed by it and they couldn't recuperate from it. So they were they couldn't be around me anymore. And it, it's the part of the process of being a speaker at this level to communicate, you take your risk and you take your chance where you can be having a good time with someone. And then the second you step outside the boundaries of what they're willing to hear or accept, that's it, you're done. <laughs> they cut you yeah. out. <laughs> so you have to right. be ready for that. You have to be ready for that's the haters, so the people who don't want to be around you or talk negative about you. I've, I've heard everything you could imagine said about me and uh, my oh, husband, I'm but sure. especially, oh yeah. yeah, everything you can imagine. I hear new ones all the time. Well, you're very, very brave for sure to come on and tell your story. Thank you. Do you have many supporters in this belief who have came to you because of uh, like experiences or similar experiences and talked to you? Okay, so I have just come out publicly. Yeah. I have just come out publicly this month. So no one has come to me for that purpose yet, except for online. I'm hearing a lot of feedback from people who have had similar experiences. But the um, people who have seen me, they don't know about this experience. They just, they kind of enjoy the benefits of it. So the people who have enjoyed the benefits of it, I have quite a bit of people in that category who have really enjoyed a lot of the um, teachings that you would call it or wisdom teachings or information that I provide. And they get very excited and they've had some life-changing, you know, experiences. Yeah, okay. Thank you. So can I tell everybody, unitedstarseedconnections.com. And there you will find uh, this, the full story and transcription, plus lots of photos before and after of my life. And that's a book that should be available tomorrow, but you can pre-order today. Um, it's uh, The Kindle is up on Amazon. Also, I have promo videos and I have... Um, just lots of stuff. I'm starting to write a lot of articles. You can just look around and see if there's anything that catches your eye. Um, if anybody has any questions, 
you know, I'm trying to find a way that I can get to a lot of these questions. Uh, people are sending me questions or they have similar experiences. Oh my God, I'm not alone. Thank God someone's talking about it. I just, you know, it takes guts to be up in the front, you know, and go first because you're the one that has to get the arrows, but somebody has to talk and we have to start disclosing and everyone has had experiences like this. I encourage you to step forward and, and start speaking. So we become more of the norm and not the weirdo ones, but we're actually the ones that are trying to evolve the planet. So share your story. Yeah. You know, Araya, I find that oftentimes in today's society, people really need to or want to group things into boxes and not really have there be any carryover or crossover between the boxes of religion and, and science and aliens and Bigfoots and paranormal, uh, chemistry, astrophysics, you know, all of it. But you really struck a chord with me when you talked a little bit about how you used to be kind of on the introverted side, right? And now you're, you're obviously a little bit of a different person since this experience. And it made me think of an experience I had in college, and I have not told many people this. Maybe I've told CJ, I'm not sure. But in college, I was incredibly introverted and had an incredible amount of stage fright. Like, I could not publicly speak. It was impossible. And my very first semester, I had to take a class called Oral Communications, which was essentially giving speeches. And I'll never forget, shortly before my first speech, my mother asked me, and she worked at a, a shirt factory in a small town where I grew up in Mississippi. And she said, hey, I, I know you're terrified to give this speech. I want you to let me know what time is the speech. And that morning, that day, I'm going to get together with my coworkers, and we're going to all pray for you, Okay. And I said, and I grew up in a very religious household, and I said, this is a great idea. I told her what time it was, and when it was time for my speech, I knew that they were there praying for me, and sure enough, they were. And I literally felt something else take over my body. Like, I cannot even remember giving that speech. But whether it was a good speech or whether the teacher just felt sorry for me, I got an A on that speech. And I was able to make it through the course, but I felt another entity of some sort just take over my body and give that speech for me. Now, some people in religious circles would call that the power of prayer, obviously, but I feel like there's crossover between all these different truths, you know, religion, science, etc. Do you do you feel like you notice any crossover? Yes, there is you know, of between all is. these different realms? Of course there is, because it's all creation and it's all God and love at the end of the day. Um, you can have any variation, like coming off a tree, any branch, you can have any variation you want about how you want to experience yourself as a human being, but it's all coming from the same source. So we all just, the categorization is the story of separatism. And that is, you know, I'm better than you or I'm different than you. So those are the stories that we're trying to, kind of move away from and you know evolve and upgrade from those stories so we're all just in here together we're all experiencing the same thing together and we're all trying to do the best we can and we need to really stay focused on that so it doesn't matter 
you know, if it's religious or non-religious or what your sect is, you know, I, I spent the earlier part of my years trying to kind of make an impact in the, in the topic of violence. And I even tried to make a documentary about domestic violence and I tried to help women and I tried to get in there in this conversation when I found it getting darker and darker and darker as I went all the way into sex trafficking. And I really got to the point where I realized, wow, my light is very dim in this very big giant cavern of dark stories here and no one's hearing me. And I said, well, where can I make the biggest impact? And I realized I needed to talk more about what happens when evolving and how you're growing and getting bigger, better, stronger, because you more people, more people, those people take that bread and they go out into the world and help their fellow man. So I realized I couldn't be in the trenches anymore in those conversations. Although my heart is there, I couldn't go individual one at a time for me to reach a lot of people is to encourage an upgrade uplift where you already are so when you were younger and your family was very highly involved in your church and you mentioned that you were very religious when you were younger and then you kind of fell away from it when you were in your teens and rebelled in a typical teen way and um you know spent 20 years or so finding yourself met your husband had this experience you feel very upgraded you feel very enlightened and connected today you know you call yourself oracle which to my knowledge is like an ancient greek term for um, a priestess right so do you now feel more connected to god or the universe after this experience would you say that it's all kind of come full circle for you Yes, there is a point that one gets to in their psyche and in their um, personal experience of themselves, where you start to feel like you know there's more than what you just see in the mirror. You know that you can feel more, you know that you can give more, and you don't know exactly how and where or where, like where to put your energy. So you get to this place where it's kind of like jumping off of a ledge. You kind of just let go. You've, everyone's heard the phrase, let go, let God, you know, but it's like, you just let go. And this letting go is when you allow yourself to be in your full essence. You allow yourself to be fully out, whether that means an art or speaker or healer or teacher or mathematician or painter or gardener, landscaper, doesn't matter what it is that is your full expression. Whatever you want to be, you surrender to that. And inside of that is where you start to reach these higher vibrations within yourself with others in different ways and they feel your impact differently you resonate differently you move energy differently and you become different so you start to feel more of who you really are like on the other side like who you are in your higher self you start to feel more connected to that vibration and you can see the evidence around you and it, it totally gives you that that feedback well, we won't keep you any longer Thank you so much. Please reach out to me. Yeah, give us that website one more time. UnitedStarSeedConnections.com All right, ne next time we would also like to meet Riz. Yes, we would love to meet Riz too. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a whole different ball of wax. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We would love it. And Kelly, if you're still watching, thank you for connecting us and bringing Oriah into our world of all things unexplained. Thank you, Kelly. And um, we hope everybody listening will like us and follow us. Thanks, Oriah. Thanks, Oriah.
Thank you so much. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please give us a rating, five stars, review, follow. Check out allthings-unexplained.com. To all the listeners on Facebook Live, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for interacting with the show. All the listeners around the world listening to the podcast or on YouTube, we appreciate you. We can't thank you enough for joining us on these adventures. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great night, great day, great weekend. See y'all. Stay unexplained. This has been All Things Unexplained. Oh my gosh, I could go on for another few hours. Oh, CJ, that was great. <laughs> I know, well, we've yeah. got to have her back on because I had a lot more yeah. to ask her. One thing I was wondering, and she's gone now, 
But I was wondering, you know, wow, you talk about pressure. This alien surgery incident happens to her in front of a dude she's dating. First of all, that might be the end of a marriage, but I think in almost every circumstance, that would probably be the end of that relationship, Yes, except given what I know about her husband. I do think that maybe... You know, she was chosen because her husband was already possibly communicating with the other side and was open to it and sort of coaching her through what was happening, knowing what the outcome would be. I mean, that's the only only reason I could think he didn't run for the hills because, man, if I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with that. Well, you know, well, you know what, CJ, I wanted to ask her, did she think this was some sort of divine intervention yeah i don't know i mean listening to her story and based on you know the videos that i've watched of her i i would think she probably believes that i would think that this was a big incident in her life that changed the trajectory of where she was headed and where she was meant to go from there I know I had lots of more questions too. We're gonna have well, to bring we've back all in. we've all heard heard the term "star-crossed lovers," <laughs> yes. right? I mean, maybe they yeah. had, maybe they knew, right? I think they knew. What a great story! I'm so thankful that she came on and shared that with us. I also need to know more about insectoids. insectoids. Did I miss that? What's that about? That was one of the other species, oh. but obviously when you, yeah, right. Obviously when you talk about having an encounter with the greys, that instantly insinuates there are Right, and I, I had never heard the greys before. That right. was first for me. Actually, there were a lot of terms that it was the first for me to hear. Oh, hey. Today. Hey, we have a, we have a volunteer our first, for our first ever guest oh, to pop yeah, in sure, on the show. You want to bring her in? Kelly wants Kelly. to join us. I think I, I think I can. I'm seeing bring her, her comment in. on. Oh yeah, well that's cool. <laughs> oh, I'll have to t- I'll have to text her the um, the link. I did see her comment. Oh, I don't think I can. I don't think I... You know what? I could put the link up in here. What the <laughs> yeah, Kelly's the reason this, this all happened. Oh, yeah, look. I added... Can you see that comment, CJ? From Trent? Yes. That's a fancy new uh, ability that we have. Yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> You've upgraded. My um, my texting app is not funk. Oh, here we go. Maybe I can send it to Kelly. Kelly. There we go. You know something I... I would love to get Kelly on to tell us 
Oh, it's not going through, though. But I would love to get Kelly on to tell us more about her friend that knows Well, she may not have told us about that friend. Another thing I wanted... Yeah, that's true. Another thing I wanted to get into with Araya was she kept mm-hmm. talking about vibrations, you know? And it made me think of Ford oh, Camp yes. Crystal Mine and their... Oh, here we go. Kelly is joining. Kelly! Kelly! Hi. Hey! Welcome to the show. Hey. Thanks! I wasn't prepared to be on live camera. I'm all sweaty from sitting in the car from school pickup. I wasn't either. <laughs> Hey, COVID is about real life. This is the yeah. post-COVID era. Yeah. So were you able to listen to most of it? So, so, most of it. There were some parts, some of the good parts. I was like trying to get the kids a snack and pick up. But yeah, I did. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Oh, it's an good. amazing story. Yeah. It's super amazing. We're still live, by the way, Kelly. Oh, it keeps cutting out. My internet's bad. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I can I can hear you. The video has freezes intermittently. But can oh. you tell us any more about your friend that knows Araya in California? Oh, um I don't I wouldn't know what to say about I mean she's a cool, she's really <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know what I wouldn't know what else to say really. <laughs> well she actually I can talk but about Do you know Araya? No, I've never met Araya. Someday I will, I'm sure, but I haven't gotten to yet. My friend um, Erica, actually, the one who kind of who I know of Araya through, she um, does astrology and she's a phenomenal astrologer. Oh, cool. um, and her, yeah, she has, um, a, if you want to look it up, it's called starpathastrology.com. And I think what makes her so good is that she's very intuitive too, just, and so I don't know exactly. Uh, I haven't asked her how she became so intuitive, but she really is. So it's so it's kind of a neat experience. Oh, so they know each other sort of professionally, maybe through just working together. Yeah, I think, but they're also friends. They're good friends too. Nice. Yeah. So, but it definitely sounds like they would be. They would have a connection. And I, do, I know a little bit about Insectoid. I don't know a lot, but I know Timmy. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, I've so from what I hear, but I'm not, you know, maybe the most educated source. But from what I hear, they're like very tall, like 10 foot, almost looking like a praying mantis kind of creature. And supposedly they're very loving and very, um, they have a really good sense of humor, supposedly. That's like one kind of insectoid alien, but there are others, supposedly. Oh my. Yeah. Like all kinds, I guess. We <laughs> We do. We gotta get more into that. It makes sense that there would be all kinds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it makes sense that there's any at yeah. all, there may as well be all there's kinds. There's a lot of things out there we don't know about. I agree. <laughs> or most most of I us. I think don't. I would rather have some do. We don't. Yeah, we don't. don't. Yeah, I think I'd rather, much rather have the giant gray alien head floating over me than the giant <laughs> praying mantis yeah. insectoid, probably. I don't know if it's if if these if the alien's funny, I'll be happy. You, know? <laughs> you want the one with a good sense of humor, right? <laughs> yeah, I just want a good sense of 
humor. We, then we can get along. <laughs> well, I would never be able to get this out of my mind that prey oh, mates eat their mates. So I'm like, uh, oh, I, what's I, about to happen here? This is serious, quick. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for joining us, Kelly. I've got to get going. Yeah. Appreciate everybody out there, right CJ. I appreciate you. you, Kelly. Thanks so much for thanks. setting us up with Oracle Orion. Yeah, I hope you get you bring her back, and hope you get to talk to Riz, her husband too, and maybe Erica about astrology. You get all kinds of good things to talk about. The doors just keep opening. <laughs> we just need to have a a good old round table one night. <laughs> Lots of special guests. Yeah. All right, well, I'll hang up, but thank Thanks, you. Kelly. This was great. Bye. Bye. And I think I accidentally deleted CJ off the show, too. If she joins us again, that's fine. Otherwise...